0: great day at love food hate manet what can i get for you i'm gonna be your host Jonah. if you want any tea refills you're gonna have to ask co-host courtney hey and let's just jump into it this is the podcast where we talk about food and not we we keep saying we talk about how much money we spend on it it's kind of few and far between but we definitely spend a lot of money on food and we'll we'll <laughs> keep going on uh, we'll keep, keep going with it Jonah, you
1: can't just be telling them the behind the scenes secrets in the episodes where it's not a behind the scenes secret
0: can we do a behind-the-scenes secret episode? Yes. Nice. That'll be $2 on the Patreon.
1: <laughs> the non-existent Patreon. All right. So what are we drinking?
0: The drink segment. I'm actually super excited I'm about so nervous. this drink segment. Oh. So this one's a special shout-out to Moose.
1: Yay, Moose. Yay,
0: Moose. Um, no he gave one... this to
1: me for my birthday. Yeah,
0: it was a great birthday present. He gave us an actual present and then a gag present. And I'm excited for the gag present. I don't because... want to
1: gag on it.
0: Because it's a, it's a gag present that is a gag. It's very Seinfeld. Um, this is uh, Jepson's Malort Liqueur. Um, there's not much more to say about it. Lots of people in the industry know about Malort. Um,
1: Chicago people know. About it's Malort. a very
0: Chicago thing, and I think that the only reason I know about it is because it's so Chicago. And the only thing more Chicago than Chicago is Phoenix, Arizona, because that's where they all <laughs> moved to when they realized that they didn't want to live in Chicago. Becky. <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing but references to people we know on this <laughs> one. Troy. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Damien. John. Which one? What?
1: Is it only one of them from there?
0: Oh, I thought we were just naming people. No,
1: <laughs> stupid.
0: <laughs> Didn't realize we were talking about just Chicago a, exclusives. Because Troy's
1: a Cubbies fan.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's from there, though.
1: Well, he wants to be.
0: Shout out, Troy! <laughs> All right, so so we're gonna smell this is a, it? this is a, a full blind react because I've not actually had Milord. I don't. You've not have had it. it is infamous for being what it is. A, the it's there's supposed a, to be,
1: like, a digestif or something, though, right?
0: It's a liqueur. I don't think it's supposed to be anything. Oh. It's 35% ABV. It is... Oh, there's a really funny description. It's not on these little individual bottles. It's on the big box that he gave us. But it's it says of, like, it's a unique liqueur.
1: I don't want to put unique things in my mouth.
0: That's... <laughs> It speaks volumes, I guess. <laughs> it's very loud. Very loud, very All clear. All right,
1: so you, so you want to smell it? We'll take the little cover off. Take
0: our little cover off, and let's just get a whiff of some Malort. It,
1: it doesn't smell sm- that bad. It smells
0: like vanilla. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think maybe we hype this up too much. Maybe it's not that bad.
0: Maybe we'll be okay. It smells. Hold on. It's got a weird acetone vanilla smell.
1: Almost like a like a whiskey that went wrong.
0: Whiskey that went wrong is my middle name.
1: <laughs> Are you ready to try it?
0: Yeah, let's try it. Oh,
1: oh, 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 oh no, get it out of my mouth. Oh, <laughs> the aftertaste.
0: <laughs> wow, that really evolves on the palate, oh. doesn't it? It, it, so it smells fine. Oh, it,
1: <coughs> oh, get it out. <laughs> no,
0: so. It's kind of like making me sweat a little bit. It is. It's not that bad. There's a lot. Lot of people have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the the first taste is not bad. <laughs> what is the it doing taste on my tongue? It's very herbal. Um, reminds me a lot of other liqueurs are like aperitifs or digestives, like that herbalness.
0: I think wormwood is supposed to be like the the
1: the main the thing of Malort. Well, and what wormwood does is it dries out your tongue. That is so. And so honestly the feeling is probably worse than the taste.
0: It's so overwhelmingly tannic but in such a sharp line on your tongue. Like there it literally felt like my the center of my tongue was pulling in the rest of it. Yeah. That was super weird. I am
1: If anybody ch- wants one of these bottles if you're in Phoenix we will bring it to you so you can try it.
0: That's interesting. I'm gonna to continue to drink this throughout the episodes. If you hear any weird sounds,
1: it's <laughs> a trigger warning for gagging.
0: I mean, I don't know if that's a I feel like there's two sides to that coin. So either a trigger uh... warning or keep listening. You'll be in for a treat.
1: <laughs> um. So to keep in the spirit of this episode, we're just keeping things silly. You started sending me weird food articles. <laughs> Well, you got to let me record you on video taking a sip so that everybody can see it.
0: Okay. I mean, I can definitely try to do that while our guard dog attacks everything. Well, that was like a good like 30 second cut that we'll have to get out of there. So keeping in the theme with the episode.
1: Yes, we are going to kind of stay stilly. Stilly. (laughs) My tongue feels so weird and now I have to read a bunch of crap.
0: I'm excited for you. You can barely read as it is.
1: I just learned how to read this year.
0: You're doing great. You've already read more books than I have in my entire life Yeah. in this one year that you learned how to read.
1: <laughs> um, but like I said, you've been sending me um, different food articles recently. And some of them are just, they're too funny not to share, to talk about. Some of them are just straight up sad. So we're going to kind of.
0: Are we reading the sad one?
1: We're not going to. I'm going to mention the headline. If people want to look into it, they can look into it.
0: We'll throw an asterisk on that and say that that one, the headline is funny. It gets dark.
1: Yes. So the first one you sent me, and I think this one is entertaining to us because it's too close to home. Um, but the headline is this is a Business Insider article. And this is um, an 11 Madison Park worker earning $15 an hour at the $335 a person restaurant says he was yelled at for scooping ice too loudly, in the silent kitchen, and threw away loads of food despite the swanky restaurant's green reputation.
0: (laughs) I only read the first sentence of that article Uh when I was going through it before I sent it to you because I related to that deeply. Not that I'm, like, wildly underpaid compared to...
1: $15 an hour in New York City in a three-Michelin-star restaurant.
0: Just, like, tragic. And then... But I will say that it's funny that it's a pretty common thread of the restaurant industry where, like, whoever you're working for is going to have a pet peeve. Mm-hmm. And, like, his boss's pet peeve was ice.
1: Well, no. So it's just, they're known for being a silent kitchen. That's their whole thing.
0: That's, I. Which
1: I feel like is really counterintuitive to cooking.
0: <laughs> I feel like the most efficient kitchens have some degree of communication, but. I guess whatever works for them.
1: A couple of the bullet points they have on this article is 11 Madison Park went vegan last year, um, but that's led to chaos. Insider reported Tuesday. Um, I was listening to just a business um, podcast and they were talking about how bad of a business choice it was for them to go vegan. I don't think there's anything wrong with celebrating vegan food at that level, Mm -hmm. but I think you have a harder time pushing value
0: it was an interesting, I've seen, I mean, the, that, that decision from them affected so many things. It has obviously gotten article after article. I think the one that you're reading right now is from Insider.
1: Business Insider, yeah. Business
0: Insider. So obviously business magazines are picking this up. Eater and all the other.
1: Thrillist. Thrill, all, thr- of all the uh,
0: Many, many, every restaurant publication picked it up. Like it's a. It's a big, big deal. Big deal. It's a. I mean they were a number one restaurant in the world like that's huge that they did that the weird the flip side of that that people don't think about is that they weren't sourcing low-grade anything like the pigs that they were the pig farmers that they were sourcing from they don't they can't sell their pigs anymore like they can't they were raised they specifically, were
1: specifically for the restaurant.
0: For them, they're, you know, this really high quality that there is no market for outside of the 11 medicine like Parks mm-hmm. of the world. And so for them to all of a sudden say, we're not going to serve this protein anymore. Like, those pig farmers don't have a job anymore. Right. I, I, XYZ. I, I think pig was the one that I read about or heard about specifically. But, like, it's a another side of that token that people don't, like, yeah, it's cool that they're doing this. But there's... Ripple effects that are unexpected.
1: Right. You don't think about the guy down the street who's sourcing the fish and has having it flown in from all over the world Mm -hmm. to have on this tasting menu. And then all of a sudden he loses his biggest client. Right. Um, Which is really crazy. And they also um, one of their big things that they with their kind of rebrand to veganism is they were really touting this sustainability practice this low waste and the the former um prep cook he's basically saying that there was massive food waste yeah um,
0: especially i'm not surprised by that at all if you're breaking down produce to the degree that they are there's going to be tons of produce thrown away
1: uh, which is really sad too because if you think about if they had kept that relationship with the pig farmer like how much of a perfect ecosystem can you have of okay here's our veg scrap take that out to the farm. Yeah. And they've kind of, they've closed that circle. There's no.
0: There's a circle to the world that they like shut off an avenue of. And I'm not saying that, you know.
1: It's not wrong. Like if you want to be vegan, be vegan.
0: Right. And I'm not saying it's the most ethical thing in the world. But there's a, there's a, there's definitely people that had these relationships built that are getting fully rocked.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the next article here was another one that you sent me. And this is the one we're not going to get too deep in because. Trigger warning for animal cruelty, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but to stay informed about where your food comes from is really important. Um, so if you're a regular Costco shopper, this it might actually be worth looking into. Yeah. Um, but this is another Business Insider article, um, and this was published June fifteenth. Um, so as of this recording, that was yesterday. Um, and this says a new lawsuit accuses Costco of neglect and abandonment of its 4.99 rotisserie chickens.
0: Which, outside looking in, it's a really funny thing to think about of, like, yep, they just abandoned those $4 chickens. They cooked them, and they've abandoned them. There,
1: <laughs> um, Unfortunately, it's much darker than that. Um, one of the things I love about Business Insider is they just bullet point, like, the main points of the article. So I can kind of give you—
0: They a- know that you don't want to read.
1: <laughs> they know that reading is too hard. But it says Costco has previously said that it maintains ethical and humane processes in its supply chain. Um, But what's happening here is two Costco shareholders have filed lawsuits that claim the company mistreats its chickens.
0: I think it's fascinating that people that there's just now whistleblowers on that because to have whole chickens that cheap, there's something
1: it has to be wrong.
0: (laughs) There's something like dark behind it, like very knowing even a little bit of, like, food production, like, yeah, of course their chickens are pumped full of hormones to make them grow way faster than they should. Like, otherwise you can't have a...
1: It's factory farming. You can't sell things at that price point without cutting corners or cutting ethical standards or practices. Um, One of the things they talk about in the article is that Costco has essentially set up their own... Farms, They have third-party people that they send the chickens to for processing. And within that loop, things are not being handled to animal welfare standards. And I think the people who are putting this lawsuit through, like, I think this is important. Like, I think is
0: You know, just to, like, talk about it or, like, all right, like, let's fix these practices. Let's get this $4 chicken up to a $6 chicken so that way they can not be tortured.
1: Right. And, like... I think that's one of the hardest dilemmas about being a meat eater mm-hmm. is where our meat is sourced from because of the consumption, and especially in the U.S., um, a lot of times things like that are just overlooked because we have to have our chicken. We have to have our hamburger. Yeah, And I, I would challenge people to consider like, yeah, you're you're paying sale prices, but where is that coming from? And that's something that I struggle with a lot is like I tend to buy meat when it's on sale because it fits our budget. Mm-hmm. But would I love to be able to go to the farm, you know, six miles away and be like, hey, can I get a chicken? And they go out and butcher it for me. I think that'd be fantastic. Right. But unfortunately from an economic standpoint, it's not always realistic. And also depends on where you live.
0: Yep. Another interesting part, or like the dilemma of eating meat, is the ability to like cope with what you're doing. Like,
1: if you can't, (laughs) not
0: saying that you have to go out and be able to kill a chicken to eat a chicken, but like, there's something sad about the disconnect where people don't realize that, like, how that chicken got into like, (laughs) even if it's like that, but most well-resourced, I think of it was. I want to say Mind of a Chef. It was the Magnus Nilsson season. There was a duck farmer.
1: Oh, my God. That episode broke my heart.
0: That (laughs) the man has uh, this again talks about those relationships between the The farmers and the the chefs um, and how reliant quality production farmers are on chefs that are charging
1: the proper amount.
0: And the amount of money that most people are going to be uncomfortable spending is that it, in that episode there was the duck farm. I don't. It was a small farm. It was probably only like it looked like there was maybe a hundred ducks running around. The man had like knew all of the ducks and they like, all had they were,
1: like names. They,
0: he like had names for them. He knew them, and then at a certain age they would like stop interacting with him because they knew that if he was getting close to him, it meant he was going to kill him. And he had considered like outsourcing that job but then realize that like no it has to be me and so like watching (laughs) watching that episode is and I laugh because it's like a coping mechanism it is the like darkest level of comedy to watch this man be like come here my little baby and then just
1: well that's the thing is like this man has hand raised these animals yeah he loves them And for him to also be like the angel of death to them was just gut wrenching. But he also acknowledges like this is part of the cycle of life.
0: This is part of the cycle. This part of his like cycle of life. And it was, there was (laughs) the amount of exasperation of just like, has to be me. It's got,
1: I will look up the episode. um, I think it's on Netflix and I will put Mm -hmm. that in the show notes. So if anybody wants to go watch it, It'll be there for you.
0: It's an interesting... That's one, I think, that there's lots of good content within that show. But Mm -hmm. that episode specifically, like, resonates where you look at it. You're like, oh, this is, like, the struggle of eating meat and partaking. Like, Mm -hmm. can you do that? Can you be the person that rings your baby duck's neck? Because someone had to.
1: Somebody has to. Absolutely. Um, So on a sort of lighter note, but still (laughs) poultry-related... (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is an article from Food & Wine. This was also published yesterday as of recording. We're getting much closer to being recording once a week because we slacked off for a little bit um, because things got busy. Um, But this is a Food & Wine article, and it says, It's 2022, and the CDC still has to warn people not to kiss their chickens.
0: Um... (laughs) So,
1: do you want to hear the byline on that?
0: Well, no, I want to process that. Um, are they? Well, like if you have a chick, like is this a someone that owns a chicken and they're kissing their little, like feathered? I almost said furry chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Never kiss a furry chicken. <laughs> that's that's a dangerous business. Those furry chickens. It's risky
1: chicken business.
0: Um, kissing. So I'm gonna guess that this is talking about actual live chickens, like, don't give them a kiss. But maybe someone saw that chicken breast when they pulled up in that. <laughs> oh,
1: God. And
0: just like, that's the right amount of slime. That's I'm going to give it a big old kiss. Don't
1: do. Um, it says here, the CDC has issued warnings about salmonella outbreak linked to backyard poultry every year since at least 2011. So people are going in their backyards where they have their little I can't even urban imagine. Farms and giving their little chicken smoochies. I
0: can't. I... <laughs> I'm so mad about that. I hate chickens. No, that's strong. I no, I hate chickens. <laughs> I would never. I get. I don't endorse mistreating chickens, but they are absolute stupid little monsters. Like the fact that they are some of the closest things to the raptors. To raptors is so upsetting because so that cute. means the raptors were so freaking stupid.
1: <laughs> Pretty girl.
0: Oh, pretty girl! God, I just... there. So I had a friend growing up that had chickens, and like, trying to get them to do anything was the worst. I would rather have 100 toddlers than 100 chickens. Like, they, <laughs> it was just <sighs> infuriating. They're dumb. They don't want your kisses. They're
1: that's true. I have a scar on my inner left arm from when I was pecked by a chicken when I was three. So I also would not be going around kissing chickens personally. But, you know, no chickens. If you're interested in getting salmonella, you can kiss your backyard chickens.
0: Also, this is that's an interesting headline because I'm trying to think of uh, (laughs) outside of the coronavirus. I can't think of CDC saying anything like that. Like that means these chicken. They're like, why are people not listening to us? Because the chicken people aren't going to the internet and being like, I wonder what the CDC said today. (laughs) The only time I can think of that happening beforehand is when they try to spread awareness about disease, the way that disease spreads by putting out, like, uh, emergency preparedness in for, like, the zombie apocalypse. Sure. I think that's the only time that I heard about it before... Covid 19 and clearly it didn't take
1: so i wasn't gonna read this but because of what you just said um this is like the first line of the article if you need proof that some americans just don't listen to government health advisories you need to look for (laughs) you need to look to further that not that's not right basically (laughs) you don't need to look further than the ongoing pandemic um, to prove that people are not listening to...
0: Yeah, you, that, that's... Yeah. <laughs> people people don't want to see or hear what the CDC has to say, especially when they've got so many beautiful, voluptuous chickens to kiss. you got to
1: smooch those chickens, guys. All right, so... Um, speaking of... Um, careful. <laughs> food science, food regulation... Um one of the big things in sustainability right now and this is something that I follow really closely because it's super interesting to me is seaweed farming. Um seaweed oh. is kind of the future of sustainable growing. And this is from foodsafetynews.com.
0: That sounds like a real website. Um,
1: and it says more food uses uses for seaweed sparks food safety research. Um, so basically right now, because of the way the FDA is set up, there's no real guidelines in regards to harvesting seaweed other than as a spice. Um, so obviously if you fish, there's FDA guidelines for that. If you collect shellfish or any crustaceans, stuff like that, that's all regulated. But now with seaweed production being what it is, especially off the coast of Maine, huge seaweed farms that are able to grow tons of seaweed that we're still actually lots of chefs are working on finding uses for, they have to figure out how to regulate it because if it's not clean properly, like, it could spread disease.
0: That's interesting. I hmm, I didn't realize that Maine had big seaweed production
1: it's one. I picture
0: their picture their crabs, not their seaweeds.
1: <laughs> I don't remember the exact podcast I listened to, but it was about sustainability, and they were talking about how um, how easy it is because they can basically. I want to say they take.
0: You just take like a rope.
1: Like a rope, mm-hmm. like trellis setup almost, and they just float that down, and it's great for the wildlife. It's good for the ocean. It's edible.
0: I wonder what they're going to come up with to do with it other than use it as the spice. Like that's not, I don't, I guess I've had seaweed, like I, most people have been to a sushi restaurant and had like a seaweed salad. Is it that type of seaweed that they're growing or is it?
1: Right. It's going to be more, it's not going to be like nori, like the dried seaweed. It's more of like a kelp almost. Mm. Um, but they're working on finding lots of uses for, I think kelp chips and like seaweed chips are like one of probably... The next hottest snack. Fried trend. kelp. Absolutely. Interesting. All right. So, this one here comes from The Takeout. And I love their
0: work. The,
1: <laughs> the headline is The Shower Reuben Does Indeed Hit Different.
0: The Shower Reuben? So. Mm, I just heard you right. I just need to make sure that I heard the words right.
1: Yes, you absolutely did. The
0: shower Reuben. Unless we're talking about Reuben Stuttered from season two of American Idol no. In the Shower, which he probably does hit different in the shower.
1: This is this is not even an article. This is like a paragraph based on a tweet that this person saw and decided they need to write about it.
0: A paragraph based on a tweet is yes. my favorite album. So
1: the tweet literally says this is from somebody who has like six s's and it says excuse me is there excuse me? Yeah. Okay. Um they posted a picture that the title is Shower Reuben hits different for real. And it's a picture of a Reuben sandwich.
0: Oh, that's on a soap caddy thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, huh?
1: Would Would you eat it?
0: Well, not if it's got soap on it.
1: No, but what if that ledge is totally clean, like it's like shower beer, like you love a good shower beer.
0: Shower beer is great. That was probably the number one takeaway out of Japan.
1: Right. Shower highball, great.
0: Shower highball, great.
1: So now, would you be... I think it would be so Shower soggy.
0: <laughs> so, so soggy? To, like to Oh, eat? no. <laughs> you're just saying, that's so soggy. Like, no, <laughs>
1: soggy. That's
0: so so-shoe. Uh No, I mean, I am trying to think...
1: Because your hands would be all wet, and you're going to touch the sandwich?
0: Rubens are already kind of sloppy, though.
1: Yeah, but, like, not that much. Like, that would be just unfortunate.
0: Wow. Shower <laughs> malort. Um, I, you, thousand island. <laughs> wow, that one gave me heartburn. Um, so thousand, I, I don't know, sauerkraut. It's all. yeah.
1: It I, is a wet sandwich already.
0: I would, I mean, I would probably not just on the principle if I don't eat in the shower.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's not for me.
0: It's clearly where the pooping happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: no. Um, but I would love to hear from our listeners. Like, would you eat a shower Reuben? Is that something you'd be interested in? I'm glad in?
0: that's where that went.
1: Yeah. Um, the next title headline here is from culture and the,
0: we don't have any of that. No, sorry. not that here.
1: Um, this is the culture section from phillyvoice.com and it says Kevin Hart to open plant-based fast food restaurant called Hart house. Okay. Would you eat there? Sure. Gagliardi's um,
0: opening up his restaurant in Phoenix
1: as so of excited. like this
0: week. Pretty pumped. Um, I. What kind of food is it? So it's it, going to be
1: plant-based. What's interesting is he has been working with the former corporate chef for Burger King. Um, they've been working on this menu for two years. They're getting ready to open two locations um, in Southern California.
0: Hmm. I mean, definitely. Try it. Uh, the amount of weird celebrity fast food spots that are opening up is interesting. I think Shaq is opening up 12 of his chicken spots in Metro Phoenix area with by 2023.
1: It's almost like the new alcohol thing. Because you remember when all the celebrities were, like, are like putting. Yeah. It's happening. I Gender. mean, we just watched that video with Post Malone talking about his rosé. So,
0: Maison number nine. It is not the best rosé I've had and it's not the worst. It's fine. It doesn't. I think it's a $20 bottle if you buy it. And you can get better $20 bottles of rosé, but it's
1: posty. So, yes, you would eat at, you would try his vegan fast food restaurant.
0: Probably. I think vegan fast food could be good. I don't see why. underserved
1: market, I think.
0: I think that, and we've talked about this before, I think that vegan food would take a step in the right direction if it stopped trying to be other food. Right. Like, let me eat my damn macaroni and cheese. Well,
1: I (laughs) I did read further into the article and they talk about like doing plant based burgers, plant based, Eh. which honestly, if you've had a good plant based burger, I I think there should be probably another name than burger, but it can be really good. Yeah, you
0: get a a plant patty, plant patty, which sounds like it's something from SpongeBob,
1: (laughs) a pretty patty,
0: the Krabby patty.
1: Mm. All right, so our next article comes from Planty Patty. Planty
0: Patty
1: <laughs> uh, comes from Wymt News.
0: Okay, how like that sounds less and less real, but that's like our equivalent of like a KJZZ.
1: Exactly. So the title is "Food Truck Serves Weird Hot Dogs Throughout Eastern Kentucky." Okay. Um, I read through this here, and I wanted to ask you if you would eat some of these hot dogs that they're making.
0: Ooh, can I take a guess at what's... I just want to throw a dart out there and see okay. if there's one. It's going to be hot dogs served on a Twinkie, like the Twinkie is the bun.
1: Uh, The bit of this that I read did not include that. Okay,
0: um, I'm sad now. I think there's... There was a spot that used to do that in Phoenix that was pretty good. So I there's had that.
1: three that it it talks about right up front here. So the first one is the Big Marsh, a caramel chocolate and roasted marshmallow topped hot dog.
0: Yeah, I would eat that.
1: Um, they have a peanut butter and jelly hot dog.
0: That's fine. I've had peanut butter and jelly hamburgers, hot dogs, just...
1: <laughs> different shape meat.
0: Different meat shape.
1: <laughs> and then this one called Cereal Killer.
0: Ooh, hold cereal on. Cereal
1: spelled like,
0: like, the, like the breakfast food. Yeah, breakfast cereal. So the Cereal Killer is going to be... Um, ooh, it's going to be a Frosted Flake covered hot dog. No.
1: No. Mm. This is a hot dog that comes with cheese, mm. apple jacks, grape jelly, and jalapenos.
0: Ooh, that <laughs> sounds like a apple pie with cheese on it, which I still even haven't had that yet. So that's a weird. Would you eat it? I don't think I would order that one. Okay. I think that I would try that one if it was presented, but if I'm looking at the menu, it's not going to be the one that I pick.
1: Good would to you? know. I don't think I would order that, no. I would... The probably. marshmallow
0: one's probably probably slaps.
1: I wouldn't like that one either, I think. I think I, if I had to pick up the three, the peanut butter jelly.
0: Well, that's the most comfortable. You used to you've you've eaten plenty of PB&J I like QB and J burgers.
1: I think they're delicious. All right, so we have time for one more.
0: One more article. Nothing but thumbnails.
1: So this is
0: so many thumbs.
1: <laughs> Click to Houston.com. Mm.
0: It's a local
1: news story in Houston.
0: Okay. I'm uh, here. I thought it was going to be in Albany.
1: It's, yeah. Anyways, 16 year old's food truck stirs up drama after opening across from Montgomery Steakhouse, Houston.
0: Does he serve steak?
1: What? So... That sounds like a. <laughs> This kid, he's 16, he opens a little hot dog stand. It's a little food truck. It's very cute. It sounds like his grandpa had owned a food stand. Is it like, had... a,
0: like a New York style, like actual, like, oh, that's a... that's
1: No, it's like a real truck. Can you
0: drive that thing?
1: <laughs> or it, I guess it's a food trailer is probably better because it looks like it hitches onto the back of a truck.
0: Still sounds questionable on how he got it there. Is that the controversy?
1: No, fifteen. He's 16.
0: Oh, he's six. oh, he can drive. That's fine. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Grip and rip.
1: Um, And it's called Pop Pop's Dandy Dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pop Pop's Dandy Dog. Would oh, you
1: eat it? Pop Pop D- <laughs> I'm
0: surprised we're not at Pop Pop Dandy Dog right now.
1: <laughs> Whoa. That's, um,
0: the, that's an incredible name.
1: Oh, my gosh. I don't.
0: I want Pop Pop Dandy Dog merch. So.
1: Uh, the 16-year-old, his name's Jacob Irving, and he's quoted as saying, all right, pop, pop. I definitely don't get the normal luxuries of being a teenager, but I get a lot of freedom that comes with being an adult, too.
0: Because he has a food
1: truck? Sure. Um, and it was his Is grandpa's. Is he homeless?
0: <laughs> There's some, like, behind the scenes of this story that's really important, because otherwise, everything he's... I don't have all the normal luxuries of being a child because since, since I'm an adult with Pop Pop's dandy dog. <laughs>
1: Um, again, if you want to read the whole article, I'm just cherry picking the parts that I think are the best parts of this article. Um, but so here's what it says. Things got heated up this past weekend when the owner. Of <laughs> <laughs> Let go, me finish. Go ahead and say it. When the owner of Old Montgomery Steakhouse, Aww. which is located across <laughs> the street from the food truck, advertised $1.50 hot dogs and free ice cream for children. I received numerous threats, the old Montgomery Steakhouse owner Wayne Kung said when asked about what the What was song. he threatened
0: with? That's right. Pop Pops is going to start selling our daddy dogs for forty nine. Well, so yeah. basically his old whole curmudgeon. thing is
1: he's trying to undercut this kid.
0: Uh, yeah, clearly. Because he's in
1: the same parking lot, I guess.
0: Nothing can compete with Pop Pop's dandy dogs. And
1: so then Wayne, the owner of this restaurant, goes on to say, my point on the thing is basically to tell the kids in life it's never fair. If you want to be in competition, there's competition everywhere. He's literally trying to fight this kid.
0: Nice. Did Pop Pop's dandy dogs respond?
1: We'll get there. So... Basically, the owner of the steakhouse is saying, like, people are coming in to use my restrooms, but they're not buying anything. They're littering in the parking lot. Like, that's his gripe, is that, like... It's just
0: a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of people peeing and throwing Pop Pop's Danny Dog wrappers on the side of the steakhouse.
1: So, he, here's another quote from him. You wouldn't
0: be peeing on your restaurant if you had a dollar fifty hot dog. <laughs> and he was like, okay, if you say so.
1: And so, he goes on to say... It's frustrating because I'm cleaning up their mess, so they are making me this bad person. But this building has been here for more than two decades, and they've been here for one week. And so the 16-year-old, this is his quote, the only thing you can do with something petty like that is smile and return with kindness.
0: So he started undercutting the steak sales. <laughs> so pop, pop Sandy Dog says a $32 ribeye now. Eat that, old Montgomery.
1: Uh, but this article basically ends with the fact that the two men shook hands and have decided to be at peace with one another. Um, but I just think that's a, a very great... So
0: wait, he undercut Pop Pop's Danny Dog sales. And then he said, life is tough titties, my guy. Uh-huh. And then he was like, cool. And then they shook hands and walked off into the sunset. <sighs>
1: I'm sure there's a little bit more to it than that, especially if people were sending threats to the steakhouse owner. Um, But apparently, because he's 16, because there was all this hype, the kid was getting, like, massive, like, lines and sales and all this stuff. It was, like, an attraction. And so eventually, people were like, stop being at odds. And then they did, like, make up and...
0: Make wieners, not war.
1: That's the title of this episode now. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Always here for titles. Well... Time to pull my mobile out of this parking lot and get on the road.
1: <laughs> okay. That was, that was a good one. Thank you for listening to Love Food, Hate Money. This episode and all our episodes are edited by John Watkins of Feathered Fiction Studios. He also does original music for our show. Uh, tell your friends to listen to our show. Find us on social media at Love Food, Hate Money. Um, Maybe come to our next pop-up at Pop Pop's Dandy Dog. Uh,
0: Pop's Dandy Dogs. (laughs) We're going to sell our weenies for $1.32. And
1: we look forward to talking at you next time. Bye. Bye.
0: I made a mess.